The prevailing view in the 60s was that autism was an unusually early variety of schizophrenia and that it was due to poor parenting and other psychogenic causes. Um, and the research that I had been involved with cast doubt on that um, in indicating that the differences from schizophrenia were immense um, and that it seemed very unlikely that it was anything to do with schizophrenia. But also uh, the research had cast doubt on the notion that this was a psychogenic disorder and our earlier follow-up study uh, had provided really basically the first evidence that it was a neurodevelopmental disorder. The follow-up study was um, important, I think, because we had excluded the children who had got a known neurological disorder. But in spite of that, about a quarter of them developed epileptic attacks, epileptic seizures in late adolescence. And that was, in a way, the first clear indication that there was a brain basis for this supposedly psychogenic disorder. And um, our research also showed that uh, cognitive deficits played an important role, and uh, language functioning similarly played an important role. So that what I was part of at that time was a paradigm shift from autism being a psychogenic disorder to autism being a brain disorder and that this began very early, it got nothing to do with schizophrenia and uh, a little bit after that um, we also uh, did the first twin study, Susan Falstein and I and um, Incidentally, that would be another example where I changed my mind because I wrote a paper in the mid-60s concluding, along, I have to say, with some very distinguished geneticists, that it was unlikely that genetic factors played any major role in autism. And my reasoning, like theirs, was on the basis that the rate of autism in siblings, in the brothers and sisters, was quite low, below 5%. I'd no sooner got this wretched paper published than I realised that was a stupid inference. The facts are correct, but the real focus should not be on the absolutely low rate, but the extremely high relative rate. So, yes, 5% is very low, but compared to what at that time was estimated as the 4 per 10,000 in the general population, that suggested not only that genetic factors were important, but they were hugely important. And the twin study, although based on very small numbers, showed that was the case. It also involved what at the time proved quite controversial was the notion that the genetic liability extended beyond the handicapping disorder. And geneticists were very uh, reluctant to accept that. It is now, of course, mainstream. Um, so it was a very exciting time of having findings that, as it were, 
brought in the biology and brought it in in a way which was testable and which could lead on to understanding mechanisms.